British Airways Concorde, the first supersonic passenger airliner to fly you at more than twice the speed of sound. Concorde has crossed the Atlantic in three and a half hours, and now she will fly you to Bahrain faster than ever before. All right, that's uh, a British Airways commercial for the Concorde. On Saturday, the Concorde celebrated its first flight 50 years ago, and it was seen as the herald of a new era of supersonic transport. didn't really turn out to be because it was uh, grounded in 2003. Here to talk about the Concorde and um, what it what its goal was when it was first created and w- the lessons we learned from the Concorde, Jock Williams, Global News Radio aviation expert and also a former fighter pilot. Welcome to the show, Jock. Good to have you on. Thanks, Kelly, and congratulations on the new time slot. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, if I just don't jump on my audio, all will go well. <laughs> well, what a funny thing that they, they have piston engine noise in the background of a commercial about the airplane that made the least noise of any in the <laughs> world. I don't know what caused them to do that, but it's kind of funny. It made it sound like it was going faster. Yeah, that's right. Why was the Concorde created? Well, it was created to fit a perceived need for a quicker transatlantic and trans-Pacific transport. They they cut the time in half, you know, from about eight hours for a flight from, uh, let's say, New York to Heathrow in London uh, to four hours or less than four hours when they were lucky. So they what they misinterpreted, I guess, was the willingness of people to pay extra money to do that. The the airline didn't make money with the airplane until they doubled the price of the tickets. And, and when they doubled the price of the tickets, they found that just as many people were willing to buy at that price as at the lower one that they had tried to use. I understand that it it was really also n- not very glamorous inside. You know, they were well, trying to hi- to get people to come on this uh, flight and spend a lot of money, but the seats were really tight. Well, if you want to go Mach 2, yeah, the plane has to be a little smaller, a little more streamlined than the behemoths that we have flying around nowadays. But the truth of the matter is that the seats were fine, and, and, of course, you had to be in them for half the time also. You know, one of one of the big hassles about going transatlantic that takes eight hours is it gets very uncomfortable to sit for eight hours. Well, if it's only three and a half hours, that's a lot better. But they really misinterpreted what the market was. They wanted to, they should have wanted to appeal to the ultra rich from the beginning. Instead, they tried to make it every man's airplane, and mm. it simply wasn't. And uh, have you ever been on a, a yes. Concorde? Yes, I have. And have you flown in a Concorde? I have flown in a Concorde. I have not flown a Concorde. And would that have been a highlight of a career to, to fly a Concorde? Because it, it can fly faster than a than a fighter jet, can't it? Well, it can't fly faster than the fighter jet that I used to fly. Okay. But, uh, but a lot of them, yes, it can. Actually, it went over Mach 2, and the 104 was a Mach 2 airplane. The Hornet, the F-18, is not. But the fact is, it, it was a very, very efficient and effective aircraft that I think was failed by its manufacturer in in their sales and marketing approach. They only ever built 16 of them that that actually flew commercially. Uh, the, the others, they, they built a total of 20 of them, and, and they could have built hundreds of them if they'd held on a little longer and waited for the major American uh, airlines and so on to buy in. Instead, they sort of, they canceled the program in their own minds too early. And so there were only 16 of them flying around commercially, and and that simply wasn't enough to make it feasible to produce it. 
if you would have had a Richard Branson or someone like that, a forward thinker, um, owning the the Concords, do you think they would have stuck around longer? I, I think they would have, but he he also is a master marketer, you mm-hmm. know, and, and has done very well. And he did get involved towards the end, but it was too late. As soon as they stopped building new ones, and so, as soon as they said, we're going to limit it to a total of 20 that have been built, instead of the, oh, several hundred that should have been built, then they doomed the program from the beginning. The other thing is it set up a safety record that was absolutely magnificent. They had one crash, you know, in uh, 27 years of flying. Well, there's not many other airplanes. In fact, there aren't any that can match that record. And they kept them busy. They flew a lot. They didn't just... One of the ones that that was the first to fly, I think, flew 438 missions in its total existence. Well, if it had stayed on for another 20 years, you know, it would probably have done 1,500 or more. It it was a, a... Pity that it wasn't sold properly. I understand they're making a new Concord. Will we ever see supersonic commercial, you know, airlines? I don't think so. What you will see, you may see a supersonic business jet. The point is that that what they can't do is carry 500 passengers in a supersonic airplane because it Mm. would be it would have to be too big. It would make a huge sonic boom as it went across the country. So what they're trying to do is build maybe a 20 passenger business jet. And it might be able to go Mach 2.5, Mach 3, but it's going to be really pointy and really narrow and skinny. And it's going to have the same problem. I mean, the passengers aren't going to be able to stand up and walk around uh, at full extension, but they could do it. The problem is, is it going to sell? Because it costs hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars to create an aircraft of this sort. And if, if you can't sell a few hundred of them, it's not going to be economically sound once again. Sure, and the Rolling Stones, they're not going to be around forever. <laughs> well, they're the only guys who can <laughs> afford to Yeah, every time you look at a Concord picture, you see, you know, uh, Keith Richards or... Yeah, Mick Jagger, yeah. whatever, that's true. But th- those were the kind of people they should always have tried to appeal to. And mm-hmm. they should have left, you know, John Q. Public out of the picture, because he was never going to be spending 8,000 pounds for a return ticket. <laughs> Jock, That's a lot of bucks, isn't it? That is a lot of money. I, I want to thank you very much for uh, coming on the show today. Have yourself My a pleasure. fantastic afternoon.